Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of Chalk Talk here on Microbrew Radio. Hope you've all had a fantastic week. We're live right now. I'm in the studio and over Skype, live from Malta, I have Malta's own president of Blackball Federation, Philip Gatt. There's your applause, mate. I hope I, uh, I hope I got your surname correct there. Yes, yes, perfect. Yep. Ah, excellent. That's good stuff. How <laughs> Thanks are you feeling? For having... You okay? Yes, yes. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, no, any time, any time. I was, I was quite eager to get you on the show once I had a chat with um, Rob Chambers. So, you know, thanks to Rob for getting you on. Um, yeah, we'll we'll go straight into it. We've got we've got lots to talk about. So, if you do have any questions for Philip, please pop them through microbrewradio.com or directly to myself on social media. So, how did you get into Paul, Philip? So basically, in uh, 2012, I uh, was uh, visiting this place in Hamroun, a bar um, uh, in Malta. It's in the central of Malta, and uh, I mean, it always it always attracted my attention the uh, the passion the passion that there is for pool in Malta and uh, how serious uh, this sport is taken by by its followers. And it always intrigued me, even the setup of the leagues in Malta, the competition, how well organized this has been in the uh, in the past few years, and obviously that uh, that that attracted me to practice more, to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And now I am in the uh, at the fore <laughs> <laughs> of the of its activity in Malta. That's it. You're fully involved now. You're uh, you're knee deep into it now, aren't you? <laughs> Yes, it is. It's a voluntary part. It's a voluntary full time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what it is. But I mean, you, you're obviously reaping the rewards. You've got the Europeans coming up this year. Just, just how much do you enjoy doing what you do? Yes, obviously, it's my it's my passion. When you do when you do this this kind of thing, um, uh, you do it because you see people um, appreciating it. You see the young, uh, you see the young folks coming up, um, uh, enjoying it as well, because that's the essence of it, Dave. You need to enjoy what you do. Yeah, of course. And uh, and you also see the talent uh, coming up as well. Um, uh, in in France, in France, in the World Championships last year, we had um, uh, the Castel de Couple uh, under 15 mm. who won the World Doubles. Yeah. So uh, the prospect is there. The prospect is there. Uh, it's growing. We also have an academy today that we can uh, that we can also encourage. Apart from youngsters to start practicing, we also uh, do classes for adults as well who want to start playing the game at a late stage in uh, in, in their uh, in their life. So uh, and again, that's the beauty of pool that there is no age. There is no age, and uh, and you can start. You can start. Uh, as a youngster, but you can start as an adult as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons why why it keeps pushing me to uh, to create something new as well. Yeah, it's it's beautiful, and it will it will keep it will keep growing. You know, the the sport will for sure. Um, you know, how many people play the sport in Malta? Is it is it you know is it as massive as it is over here? So to put an overview, uh, the population in Malta is between 400 to 500,000 mm-hmm. and uh, and to cross the island from one end to the other it takes you about four to five minutes at this <laughs> um, uh, now with uh, with that in mind 
our federation has around 600 members, 600 active members who play on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, week in, week out. We have various competitions starting from teams to singles. Um, uh, but obviously, that's another topic that will take a lot, <laughs> a lot of time <laughs> later on. But yes, um, 600 members is a very, very, very good number in Malta when you compare it to other sports. Um, uh, I mean, when you consider pool uh, with uh, how it is ranked in Malta, you have football, which obviously, like in every country, it uh, it is the number one sport, yeah. mm-hmm. the sport that uh, that most that that is mostly followed. And then you have and then you have water polo in Malta, for instance, which is very popular as well. Okay. Uh, but then there but then there is pool. Pool is uh, gaining gaining ground on a on a weekly on a weekly basis it's growing every week we have journalists who want to be involved we have people in the media who are gradually taking interest in the sport when if you compare it with like let's say 15 years ago i mean they wouldn't have any sort of interest in the game you know mm-hmm. um but that's part of our project that we've been working for for over the past five years, where we are introducing um, the game to journalists. We are bringing journalists with us as well when we travel abroad um, and when we have events locally. So that way they can be more engaged and see what is happening and learn the game. Because when you attract the media, like obviously including with this interview as well, um, uh, you are attracting more people to the game, yeah. more journalists, more viewers, more audience, and that obviously brings along more interest and more people wanting to know about the game, and why not maybe play it as well? Yeah, of course it will. It will certainly attract attention, and hopefully you do get, as you say, more people coming to play the game. Um, it will just keep growing. You know, it's yeah. people used to kind of just view it as a as a cool pub game something to do as for fun while you're out and now it's so competitive and I think people like it I think you mentioned a couple of minutes ago yourself Philip that when you when it's competitive it's so it makes it more enjoyable in a, in a weird way you know it doesn't take the fun out of it everyone likes that competitive edge and you know I've got so many players that, that play around myself in in Burton where we are and they're so competitive like it's you know, it's scary. It's gone from being a fun game to now a competitive, I want to make something of myself in this sport kind of game, which is, it's brilliant. I love it. I've got a lot of time for it. You know what I mean? So it's all good. Um, In fact, uh, as a side note on this, you realize how important pool is to, uh, to people, at least from my experience, when COVID struck, when COVID struck, we experienced players who, uh, who, from one point, the, before COVID, it was the uh, the center of their life. Mm-hmm. And then with bars closed and they had nowhere to practice because they do not have a pool table at home, maybe. Yeah. Um, it was also affecting their mental health. Um, uh, and so that gives me an extra incentive for uh, and, and a purpose to do this. It's, it's, uh, it's more of a, a vocation and a service nowadays. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with you there. Um, obviously, you were elected as general secretary for Malta Black Ball Federation after you started organising, you know, tournaments and events. Did you realise that you were making 
such a big difference to the sport in your country? Well, to be honest, before I uh, before I was asked to uh, to contest for the for the role, I was doing a lot of work um, uh, with the federation on the side. I was um, already um, uh, doing live streaming. I was the first one in, in Malta who came up with the idea because it was not even it was not even an idea uh, in the first place. Um, uh, and then after live streaming, I started helping with some administrative stuff, like helping organizing tournaments, um, giving my vision and uh, and so on. And then came the nomination, which um, uh, I was pleased that I had all the membership behind me um, uh, on this. And then we started working. So and then we turned things around because. When I uh, w- when I was nominated and when when I was elected, um, things changed a lot. Things changed a lot mm-hmm. from an administrative um, point of view. We started doing things differently. We started thinking differently, and even from a financial aspect, um, uh, we gathered a team um, which is ready to work, uh, work effectively, and in the interest of the game. Because sometimes you may have people in uh, in committee that do not work for the interest of the game and uh, it's the players who suffer at the end because I mean instead of sending teams like for instance in Malta our our culture is that uh, people do not pay to participate in Europeans or World Championships for instance yeah. um, we fund them we fund them the A teams are funded from uh, from the Federation we organize events in Malta for to qualify and each team that is selected not selected, sorry, that, that qualifies, that qualifies, um, represents a Malta um, without paying anything. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's the, that's the pride in representing your nation, after all, that you have your nation behind you, you know, and supporting you financially, at least. So, uh, before we came in, only one team, for instance, used to travel. Now, thank God, with the project we are building, in Bridlington next year for the Nations Cup, we are sending 16. So uh, yeah, that is a massive, a massive improvement. So uh, we hope to continue in this, uh, in the, in these steps, and uh, maybe why not send more teams? <laughs> yeah, that's excellent, and that also shows where Paul is at in Malta in comparison to where Paul is at in England. Because although it is huge at the minute, and you know you'll find competitions on everywhere, and it's making its way onto telly, it's still. Like with with England, they're still having to pay. The players are having to pay themselves to go to these kind of events, and it's um, yeah, it's just mad. You know, when you're representing your country, it's it's quite surprising. But at the same time, you know, you'd do anything for play for your country, wouldn't you, to represent? Yes, yes, yes. Listen, in Malta, for instance, we have the uh, we have the eight pointed cross, um, and we always embroider it on our chest. Mm-hmm. Along with the badge of the uh, of the uh, the emblem of our federation, but the when you wear when you wear that eight pointed cross on your chest and the flag of Malta, uh, it gives you it gives you a certain pride that uh, that n- no one can. I mean, it's it's, it's unexplainable. Yeah. You you are playing for your country. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so you, I think you mentioned the the coverage, but ha- just how good is the coverage that you guys get? over in Malta with your pool, you know, TV coverage and things like that? Yes, so la- last year, I think it was in the summer of last year, 
television Malta, which is the national broadcaster, um, launched launched a new um, uh, sports channel. It's called TVM Sports. Today, it is the only channel that broadcasts sports from night till dawn. So uh, it's 24/7 sports. We get we get regular airtime on it. It's uh, government funded as well. So I mean, the federation, our federation, we have our own broadcasting system, like with cameras and everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's we have an entire production. We create our production live, and we send it live um, uh, on the on the TV station to be broadcasted live, like. For instance, next week, we have the final of the national championships. Who wins that title will be crowned national national champion of Malta. That will be broadcasted live. It will be televised live on the on national TV, which is something that we could only dream of until a few years yeah, ago. But, I mean, the government um, helps in this matter. We obviously need to do our part because we are not expecting a television crew to come and do the and do the stream and do the streaming the broadcasting for us we have to do it on our own thankfully um uh, we have a very good team which we can do a very professional uh, setup as well but now we have the exposure we have been we have desperately been waiting for the national tv and now the sky is the limit obviously so uh, yeah. we hope we hope to go onwards and upwards with this with this in hand we are also going to be broadcasting live on national television um, daily, on a daily basis, matches from the European Championships as well. So uh, this time, uh, not only Malta will benefit from national television, but also uh, the rest of the the rest of the nations as well. So that's something else. Yeah, that's that's class. That's amazing. And Pete, yeah, as you say, everyone will, everyone that's involved will benefit from that. So. Yeah, no fair play to you. I hope you, I hope it um I hope it goes as well as you know as all of the setting up is uh is going, you know. I know how busy you've been, so <laughs> um as well as Paul, you know, if we push Paul aside for a moment, you're also studying law, I believe. Yes. How how is that going? <laughs> so I'm in my fourth year. This uh, this has been a dream of mine uh, ever since I was a kid to uh, to to become a lawyer, and uh, when COVID struck, I decided to I don't know what happened. I just I said this this is the time to start, and I started. Now I uh, I have just began my fourth year, and uh, in two years time, um, uh, God willing, I will uh, I will get my warrant to practice as a to practice as a lawyer in court as well so uh, that is something that uh, once it happens it will be i think my biggest achievement because um uh, i mean it's a dream of mine um it's something that i always wanted to do and uh, at the moment i am really happy and lucky to be doing to be doing two things in life that i i mean that i enjoy yeah doing. of course uh, i mean um, managing pool Malta and uh, and also doing the law course. So yeah, uh, and it's been a breeze. It's been a breeze. I don't know how <laughs> these three years have gone, <laughs> but they've been very fast. Um, uh, but that means that means that uh, I am enjoying what I am doing. So uh, we'll look forward to more. Yeah, that's good. Fair play to you, Philip. Um, do you think you know 
if if you do end up obviously passing eventually, do you think that it will affect the pool? You know, if you if you are kind of full time lawyer or it will affect it in a good way though, um, uh, because my 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 aspiration is to also focus on sports law as well, um, uh, because I I also have sports in general close to my heart with uh, with live streaming with my because I have a a separate company doing live streaming I also get to touch with other sports as well like for instance darts futsal and uh, football as well um uh, and then and you get to see different realities and different problems that each sport faces as well even from a legislative point of view so that way that way I hope that I can help sports in Malta as well develop um, uh, from a from a legislative aspect as well. So no, I think I will listen, Dave. This is close to my heart. It, it, it's very difficult to say I will stop from pool. I mean that pool today is a part of my DNA. Um, black ball is part of my DNA. It's something that I want to be doing for the rest of my life, and something I will always find time for. Yeah, good. Yeah, brilliant answer. Fair play to you, mate. It's um, you know, if you can if you can get around doing both, that'd be that'd be excellent. Because I mean, the effect you've clearly had on on Paul in in your area and in your country, if you could have that same effect doing doing law as well, then the, you know you, you're definitely going places, mate. So fair play to you. Um, let's talk about the European Championships. It's coming up uh, November the first to the eighth, I believe. What's the what's the feel like in Malta at the minute regarding that? Is it is there a big buzz? Yes, there is an enormous hype at the moment. Um, uh, we recently, I think last week, last week, we released the uh, the official video, the official promo of the event. Um, uh, we we are very much looking forward to it. We have twelve nations participating, including Malta. Um, we have over one hundred and twenty teams. Uh, participating uh, because each nation sends uh, different categories. We have categories, we have men and ladies. We also have categories, um, uh, wheelchair and also uh, learning difficulties. And then you have the age groups starting from under 15, under 18, under 23. Uh, You also have the B teams as well. And then you have the seniors who are uh, over 40, Mm -hmm. the masters over 50, and the grandmasters over 60. So that's why, in fact, I told you that pool is very diverse. It's a very diverse sport. Um, You don't need to have a certain age until you can play. It's basically until uh, you go blind. So uh, because when you reach a certain age, obviously the eyesight starts to decline, which is normal. Mine's declining now. You can play. You can you can play you can play at any at any age, yes. But uh, but yes, there is a there is a big hype at the moment. The European Championships in Malta is uh, is something uh, is a first here in Malta. We've always wanted this. Um, we had two events. We had two events, international events, blackboard events in Malta. The first one being. One year after our federation was founded in 2012, it was the 2013 Nations Cup. We had a very good turnout. We then bid it again and won it in 2017. Mm-hmm. We hosted the Nations Cup as well. And now we have the first European Championships. 
it's a big test for us. We invested in 40 uh, professional black ball tables as well. And uh, that is something big, for instance, for Malta. When after a few years, when, when I came in, we didn't, we didn't have tables. We needed to purchase tables to, work, to, to organize tournaments. Yeah. So from having no tables, now we get to sell tables. We get to get tables. I mean, this is something that I've always dreamed for my federation, um, uh, that we get to be the agents of, uh, of, a, of a table company that any revenue that, I ca- that we can get uh, for the federation, we can then invest it in our players. And by investing in our players, that means giving them more opportunities to shine on the international scene. Yeah. Like for instance, in Malta, the Malta, we will be having around 93, over 90 players that will be playing um, in these championships, ranging from under 15 to over 60. And, uh, and we also have a ladies team as well, a sector which we are currently building upon. Um, we are also introducing them into our national leagues as well. And uh, we hope to have a team in Bridlington for the Nations Cup and they will get to play at the World Championships next year. Yeah, that's excellent. If you had to if you had to pick one of the one of the Malta teams to to win, who do you think's got the best shot at the Europeans? So uh, the under eighteen team, um, uh, they are very promising. They are very promising. In Malta in Malta players are allowed to play two rules set. They are allowed to play black ball and they are also allowed to play international rules. Uh, we have no sort of um, choice policy or anything, and players are allowed to play wherever they want. Why am I saying this? Because the team that is uh, that w- the team that will be representing more than the under-18 team, national team, the same players won the European and World Championships of international rules this year. So they will be coming with a wealth of experience. Obviously, they must keep their feet on the ground. And uh, it is not a given that you will win these championships. Surprises do happen. We have to respect our opponents. We are still a very small nation and we have a lot to learn. But we are there and uh, we hope to uh, to get some silverware, obviously. Yeah, of course. Who do you think you, you know, your, your biggest threat it would be at this, at this upcoming competition? Well, you obviously have to mention England because um, uh, England have a very, very, very good setup, and uh, they always have promising uh, players. Also in the under-18 category, I've heard of a few names as well. Um, uh, but, uh, but obviously, you also have to mention, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't want to leave anyone out, but <laughs> I mean, a special mention to France as well, yeah. who have the, have, has the most professional setup in the world, in my opinion. Um, they always know how to develop talent, and uh, we also—I mean, we see it. We see it in the world titles. They have won, if I'm not mistaken, four out of the five, four from the last five world titles were won by France. So yeah. that goes to show mm-hmm. that uh, they're doing something good as well. Yeah, so I think those uh, those two are the are the first two nations that pop to mind with respect obviously to the other nations who uh, maybe I have not seen 
uh, I have not seen their players, but uh, believe me, I have. <laughs> I try to find some time to focus on our on on our, <laughs> on our nation and with the event, and everything is difficult to keep up with the international league as well. Yeah, fair play. So you mentioned that there's going to be twelve nations involved um, at the Europeans. How? How is it going to work? What's the you know what's the run of play like? Is it is it kind of two groups of six or? It depends. It depends because not every nation sends uh, a team in every category. Yeah, of course. The biggest category, the biggest category is the is the men's. Is the, is the men's category. The men's category obviously has twelve. Um, uh, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, no, 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 yes, no, they will not. The split, they will not be split. Okay. Uh, they will play uh, a round robin, but it will be um, uh, one round, not two rounds. So, for instance, Malta gets to play England once, but okay. Malta gets to play all the nations. Everyone, yeah. Uh, all the nations that there is. There is also the men's B as well, uh, where, uh, where a nation can send more than one team uh, in that section. Like, for instance, Malta has a B team, has a B1 team and has a B2 team. So Malta has three teams in the B. And in that category, in that category, if I'm not mistaken, there are um, uh, 14, 14 or 15, I think there are 14 teams, between 14 to 15 teams. So there are three more than the yeah. than the A team, than the A category. Um, and yes, even there, um, uh, it's a round robin with everyone. So the schedule is uh, is lengthy. The schedule starts from 8.30 in the morning. The first match starts at 8.30 in the morning with the last sessions starting at around 10 p.m. or 10.30 p.m. Yeah. It depends. And that you need to fit in the singles as well. We have over 800 entries in the singles in all categories, which is a nightmare to uh, yeah, do the schedule. Um, uh, and with the and with last minute changes, you also need to work around the schedule again. And uh, we increased we increased two tables to have more to have more space to do the to do the event because we were working on forty tables, and then we with the schedule with the schedule we had to add two more tables because otherwise we <laughs> we, we won't finish. We yeah, won't gonna finish. struggle. Yeah. No, brilliant. Um, well, I can tell you're looking forward to it, and, and yeah, the buzz must be must be amazing. So I hope I really hope it runs smoothly, um, you know, which I'm sure it will. It, you know, it seems really professional. So good luck with the with the Europeans. But that's not the only good news, is it? Because it seems as though um, you have been you've won the bid to host the Worlds next year. Yes. So how yes, good yes. is that? <laughs> well, it's. Uh, I mean. We were not expecting it in a way that uh, until a few years ago we could bid for a world championships. It's uh, it's one of our it was one of our dreams. We've always said that we wanted to have a world championships in Malta, and it came just right after the Europeans. Um, Malta, <clears throat> Malta, with the investment of the tables, um, uh, we are now at a place where we can bid for events without relying on anyone for tables because in the past if you do not have tables you need to figure out how to get them for the event mm-hmm. and now we have that issue resolved 
So now we have tables um, uh, and we can bid for events. We can offer we can offer quality events, which means they match um, events with live streaming, with arena tables, televised. Malta is a very beautiful country, um, not because I, I live here, <laughs> but, uh, but there is a lot of things to do when you are a tourist. And the World Championships. The World Championships is the cherry on the cake for what has been um, uh, a very hectic administration for us um, uh, and it's reaping its rewards. We hope that the European Championships will serve to, uh, to show the rest of Europe that having the World Championships as well will not be something um, uh, boring for, for nations that they will have to come to Malta again, but something great that they will want to experience again because we want to put on a show and uh, get players and join black ball in a way that they will not experience it anywhere in the world. Why? Because we want to show that Malta will have a good event, um, a good place to enjoy pool, and, uh, and a quality event as well that will be run smoothly. Um, uh, and obviously, we will try to uh, invest also in the prize money as well. This is a, a scoop that uh, we have not released yet, Dave. But uh, our federation as well will be contributing um, a small amount as well into the prize money for the European Championship as well to... Uh, to give it a little bit more of a prestige. Brilliant. That's so, amazing. Uh, that is something that uh, I don't know if it has happened in the past, but we promised that the prize money, whatever entry fees went in, will come out, and that will also um, uh, have something added on to, uh, to it as well. So we are looking, we are looking at uh, giving a surprise as well to those attending. Yeah, no, brilliant. That's amazing. How many people do you think you'd... Well, sorry, how many nations do you reckon you'd get over for the Worlds? So we are looking at around uh, a similar number that were in France, and that was 18. Having 18 nations in uh, in our World Championships is no joke. Um, there will obviously be no beatings, because the World Championships is an A-team event. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for instance, Malta can send uh, only one team in the men's category, for instance. There will be no B teams because the World Championships is in itself the most uh, prestigious tournament, international tournament on the black ball calendar. And obviously, that will attract only A teams. Now, with that in mind, having no B teams, there will, however, be the doubles competition. So uh, players can team up with someone else and uh, as a couple, they can become world champions. Like, uh, similarly to what happened in France, as I told you, with our under-15 team, and with the men's team as well, with Clint Azzopardi and Leiden Dabono as well, special mention to them, who managed to regain the title. They won two years prior, and then they won it again in, uh, in November. So that is a competition that will be, uh, that will be in the world championships, but not in a, on a European on a European competition. So you lose, not you lose, but you won't get beatings. However, you will get an extra competition, which obviously it will consume a equal amount of time 
the World Championships, in fact, will be spread uh, on uh, on eight days and not seven. Sorry, on nine days instead of eight, because the European Championships with both days included, you have eight days, and the World Championships will be on nine days. So uh, that's one day, one day longer, one day longer to enjoy Malta as well. I hope that's it. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Um, yeah, talk us through your greatest achievement. Yes, the uh, the greatest achievement for me is. Uh, seeing how pool has grown in Malta, I think the biggest achievement if you had to take it from a from a factual from a factual point of view was the uh, was the twenty seventeen Nations Cup. It was my first challenge um to organize an international an international event. Um uh, together with my committee and the president at that time, Roderick Tanti, we created an event that was enjoyed by uh, by by everyone. We had also nations coming from outside Europe, like Australia, for instance. And uh, and yes, that was a big feat for us because uh, and for me personally. And the tears that come out after after the event finishes, you say like, ah, finally, it's ready. I made it. I did it. You know. And uh, crowning all those champions as well in the end. It's something that uh, it's something that gives you a lot of satisfaction, and and um, uh, the uh, the charge the charge to work on future events as well. But yes, I think as an achievement, it is that event. However, um, on a on on its longevity, I think uh, my biggest achievement was the way I turned things around in Malta and the way I helped progress the game. Obviously, me and my team, because I never work alone. I always have my team behind me, my mm-hmm. committee behind me. But, I mean, ever since I came onto the scene, um, Paul and Malta has grown considerably and uh, enormous. Because even from media and everything, like I mentioned earlier, it, 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 has, been, it has been great. Yeah. So, I hope to keep building on that. So at least we'll leave a legacy behind us and say, listen, um, when we retired, we left Paul at a, at, at a better place, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's no doubt that in, you know, in years to come, your, your name will be used tirelessly, I, th- I believe, you know, for what you've done. So fair play to you. Cause it's, you know, it's not an easy task, especially in something like Paul, you know, there's, there's no money in it for yourself. You do it for the love of the sport, you know? So absolutely fair play to you. Um, what do you think Paul needs to do, though, to go to the next level? Obviously, it's been rising, as you say, since COVID. Everyone wants to play Paul. What do you think needs to happen now? Yeah, I think I think the game, the game, although its roots are in in the clubs and in bars, I think Paul needs to diversify a bit as well. Uh, I think Paul needs to have a different dimension. Um, you can never, you can never stop, stop um, organizing competitions in bars. At least for Malta, if if that was the case, pool will die, pool will die. But we need to diversify. We need to create events um, uh, where it can be enjoyed by, uh, where they can be enjoyed by all the family, where you can bring your kids, where you can, and it will be a family event. Um, uh, that is something that I plan as well for the future in Malta. 
that we will have in the, that we will have events um, that will also be in different places, like uh, like in for instance in shopping complexes. You know, when you organize something like that, like imagine imagine Dave, you have a shopping complex, you enter a shopping complex, and then in the middle of a complex, you see a pool table and two professional players playing. It's going to attract people. It's going yeah, to attract attention. People want to see it, you know? So it's not just television. There are a lot of ideas. Pool, having a simple 7x4 table, you can go anywhere with it. You can go anywhere and you can do whatever you want. And uh, I think if we go outside, we think outside of the box, we, we try to diversify and go to different places, I think we can attract different peoples. Um, and when I say peoples, I mean um, different kinds of people, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and that, 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 that means, I mean, people coming from different backgrounds, people with different professions. Um, uh, I don't want people to look down on pool. I don't want people to say, ah, but that's a pub game. That's all it will ever be. No. If we, who are managing the game, we are helping it grow, if we work, if we play our cards right, mm-hmm. come 10, 15 years, um, pool will be at a place where, uh, where it can keep growing on its own. But we need to diversify. We need to diversify and we need to think outside, the bo- outside of the box, as I told you. We need to find different places to organize events, not just bars and hotels, you know. And uh, we need to put the table, put the pool table somewhere where people are not expecting it. Yeah. Because, uh, yes, I think, yes, um, uh, I think that will be very interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I mean, I a few months ago, I spoke to um, Florian Kohler, who does a lot of trick shots in, you know, in Vegas and America and everything. And, and he was saying that he takes his table. Well, I don't know if it's specifically his table, but he takes a table He's been to like the middle of the desert with a table. He's been to train stations, you know, the tubes. It's like it's something that can be done. I mean, and that's with that's with an American table, which is obviously bigger than you know your your English table. So yeah, it's definitely something to be looked at. I, I think you're onto something there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, but obviously you need to have you need to have the right the right team with you to do it because one person cannot do it on its own. Even if I had to do it on its own, that person is not forever. We will all we, we will all be at the end of our cycle um, uh, one day or another, and we need to set our ground for the people who will come after us because that is something else that I also work on. I try to create some sort of a manual and instructions on whatever I do, so that the people who will come after me. Um, they will not find everything blank and then they need to start from scratch because that is what happened to me. And I don't want that to happen with others. Um, uh, so that is also very important. And maybe if I can give a tip, uh, a tip or uh, some advice to, uh, to those who are listening to, uh, to, to, to this program and maybe are managing their, their federations is that you always have to leave leave um, uh, a correct framework, a proper framework of works that you are doing for those that are coming after you. Because that way, you can ensure 
the longevity of the sport. Otherwise, it's just you, you finish, and the game and and the growth of the game finishes with you. Not the game, but the growth finishes with you, because then it's irrelevant. You will do twenty years of your life working and trying to develop the game, and if you do not leave a proper framework for people to follow it, then that twenty years will have been for nothing. Because then you finish, and the game finishes as well. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no fair play. Um, obviously, you've played you've played a lot of pool yourself. You're you know you're very knowledgeable with the pool scene around Malta and everything. Every week we do a segment where I let my guests choose a five aside team. Um, you know, it's your own it's your own personal touch. You can have whoever you want as long as you've you know played with them. Not not just picking anyone from around the world. You know, um, I'm going to give you a chance to do yours. You've got your head in your hands. I throw this on people, you know, and I don't want you to. I don't want you to upset anyone. But we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. So you know, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if you want, if you want them all to be kind of Maltese players, that's that's fine. I'll let you. Uh, well, I'll let you it take will the reins. It will obviously have to be Maltese players. Um, uh, <laughs> However, however, at the moment, at the moment, um, uh, I have to pick the the men's A team in Malta, um, uh, starting from Johan Atard, uh, Mevrik Zamit, uh, Ryan Pizani, uh, Dejan Grek, and uh, and also um, Leona Topardi. If you allow me, I would also like to add Wayne Potch, who is also part of their team. Um, because I cannot leave anyone out. Um, at the moment, it's six players. There are six players. And the national champion, who will be crowned national champion next week, because next week there is the final, he will also join the team as well. But I think those six players, um, uh, they are the most in form at the moment. They are playing really well. Um, they are gelling together. Um, uh, they have beaten a lot of good players, and I think the most informed player from all of them is Ryan Pizani as well, who won four ranking tournaments in a row. He has broken a record this season. This has never, uh, this has never happened in Malta before. Um, he won four ranking titles um, uh, consecutively, back to back. He broke, he broke Leiden de Bono's record a few years back when he won three consecutive uh, ranking titles, and Ryan won four. To win a ranking tournament in Malta, it's a massive feat. Mm-hmm. Imagine to win four. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, good it's going. crazy. Yeah, I we'll, don't we'll know how to, he did it. We'll have to get him I mean, I show. know how he didn't. He didn't play against me in any of the tournaments. So oh, uh, there you go. Then <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is, Philip. No, but jokes. <laughs> but jokes aside, um, uh, yes, Ryan Pizani is the most informed player at the moment, and obviously I have to pick the men's A team. Yeah, that okay. way. That way, I will not upset anyone as well, Dave. Yeah, listen, you're you've joined us all the way from Malta, you know, over Skype, and we appreciate it. So I'm going to let you have your six aside team, Philip. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll allow it this time. All right, <laughs> just don't tell anyone else. Um, no, it's brilliant. Listen, we've we've flown through the interview. Um, you know, we've we've spoken about everything. It's it's been absolutely brilliant, and I really appreciate it. I'm going to give you this opportunity now to maybe give a couple of shout outs to anyone that that may be listening or that may be listening in at a later date. Um, I'll let you take the reins for for a minute or so. Yes, first of all, first and foremost, I want to uh, give a shout out to my family, 
who uh, supports me a lot in uh, in what I do, supporting me by uh, <laughs> waiting patiently patiently for me to come back home after after a day's work at university and also pool. Um, they have been very supportive um, uh, of the time that I have been away from the family because um, being in pool means being away from family sometimes, especially with the event coming up. Shout out to my to my girlfriend Veronica, who supports me a lot, um, uh, and I also want to thank my uh, my committee, who who are always behind me in whatever I do, and always stick to me and help me in uh, in everything, and also big shout out to Clevion McAuliffe, who uh, who is the uh, who although he is not part of the committee, he is the uh, he is the manager of the men's A team in Malta and has been for a couple of years, has supported the Federation uh, without asking any questions, has been there from my day one, from my day one, has always supported us, even uh, even with uh, making things easier to meet up with uh, with certain officials to, uh, to help us get funding as well, has been instrumental to our success. And uh, and yes, I'd like to thank uh, Clevion McCullough from here. Thank you very much. Excellent. Excellent, Philip. Thank you very much. It's been an absolutely brilliant interview. I'll let you have a, a couple of minutes to yourself while I close out the show and then we'll have another little chat at the end, okay? But everyone for now, that was Philip Gatt. Thank you very much. There's your second applause. There you go. <laughs> um, thank you for listening in, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed the interview. Um, it's been brilliant couple of shout outs for myself just for our sponsors so obviously we've got the guys from Finland Tawan with the chalk please go and check out their website for any of your chalk or glove needs so you know they sell hats t-shirts anything you need just go and have a look some great merchandise um also then for potters check out potters cues they've got a few of their bundles left I think they're 280 pound for the whole bundle um great cues as you already know um Christmas coming up you know, any birthdays, they're great presents for people with how Paul is at the minute and everyone getting involved. Um, you know what to do. There's a competition this Sunday. It's the second bus driver's competition, um, the so-called bus driver's competition. Um, nothing's been set in stone for the winner to come on the show, so you can all uh, you can all relax. But good luck to everyone involved in that. I think it's, I believe it's fully, uh, fully booked up. Mickey, is it fully booked up? You sat across from me. Yeah. No, he, he doesn't know, so that's great. Um, they've got a New Year flyer and they've got an event on, I believe it's £10 entry on the night. Um, please get involved, it's £10, hot buffet, DJ, live music, go up, enjoy yourself. And then the next one they've got, Sunday 29th of October, it's another Blackboard one, it's groups and it's £10 entry. Um, there's lots of space left in that one as well. So yeah, from myself, that is good night. Thank you very much. From Philip, that is also good night. I'm sure he's he's still sat in his car. It's, <laughs> he's nodding his head. Um, listen, have a great have a great weekend. We'll see you next week, um, six o'clock again. Have a great weekend. It's going to rain, so you know, full of disappointment. See you later. Thank you very much. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say, Alexa, play Microbrew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know 
on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks.